What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of The Dive. And today, as a special guest, I have Asia. Hey guys, I'm Asia. I'm Julian's neighbor, and I'm actually reading a book about the spiritual transformation of black men. And I thought it'd be good to hop on this conversation with him. Absolutely. So this episode is just gonna be really talking about this book, talking about black, black love, all that good stuff. However, you guys in the joke, before we get into it, we're gonna have a quick ad from our sponsor, and then we'll dive right in. All right, so we are back. What is going on, everybody? So the first thing I really want to talk about was um, in her book and in my book, they made two really big correlations, two big points. I really want to discuss how Black people don't know love. They really only know success. I saw from her book, um, one of the topics and things that she put in the notes were, uh, we have been conditioned and limited to the main, to the man-made concepts and ideals that only perpetuate the cycle of materialistic gain and the pinnacle of success rather than healing of our relationships with ourselves, God, and the people around us. I absolutely love this part mm-hmm. because I've actually talked about this on previous episodes, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about how instead of always chasing relationships and chasing your career and chasing things, we need to heal. Exactly. You need to okay. you know, deal with your trauma. You mm-hmm. need to deal with a lot of things because I know just in the relationships I've been in and the friends that I have, people that get in relationships that have no business being in. Because mm-hmm. you're not emotionally ready for that. You have heartbreak yeah. from two relationships ago and you never dealt with it. So now you got into another relationship and now you have that trauma. So now you have like trauma times three and now you're trying to get into another relationship. And it's like, yo, take a step back. Yeah. Cool. And that's one of the main things that this author talks about, Yanla Van Zandt, because her whole purpose is spiritual transformation of black people Mm -hmm. so by doing that we have to start from the beginning and she talks about our roots our culture exactly what we've been through and why we're in a place where we're always chasing the physical because we haven't been in touch with our spiritual side at all because it was ripped away from us of course during slavery so i think that's one of the main reasons why we're not connected at all as people versus Mm -hmm. the dynamic between black men and women Mm -hmm. so it's like everything is physical what we see and we haven't really gotten that sense of self to really understand each other and i think that's just holding us back from so much more and that's what's in your book as well like the dynamic between black men and women mm-hmm. how the love isn't really there it's just it's just kind of like two people that are together they're mm-hmm. physically attracted but it's just like that deep intimate love part they really can't get to because there's just so many roadblocks and, and then it's individual as well as like generational absolutely and then it's like as a whole between being in the culture we're in just social media, like, oh, that's a whole other uh, conversation. Don't even give me started. Don't give me started. Yeah, um, so it's um, layers to it. Exactly. It's really layers to it. And I think that's the biggest thing that people have to realize is that these are layered discussions. These are layered topics. You can't just look at it at face by like, okay, this is what it is. This is why mm-hmm. we are the way we are. No, there's a lot of things and barriers you have to break down in order to get here. And I think the reason a lot of people don't do this is because it's hard. It, it's hard. One, we weren't taught, which mm-hmm. is a big obstacle in itself. It's kind of like self-teaching. But at the same time, it's hard. Self-reflection yeah. is hard. Realizing where your faults are hard. Realizing where you need to improve is really difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think we as a people have to be, okay, I understand it's hard, but we have to we have to do better. Because in us not achieving this and us not really working on this, we're just holding back further generations. Yeah. And the generations coming up, they're just going to be as far as we are or even more far back. Because like you talked about, the society that we're breeding them in is extremely 
counterproductive to how we should really be living. Yeah, and that's just how we're conditioned and right. what we're taught. So like we have to not only unlearn those patterns, but just see the place that we have in all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the main things I got from this book. It's about like more so spiritual transformation as a human and as a person mm -hmm. versus like, it's just the role of a black man during that transformation. Absolutely. So they talk about, um, so Ilanya talks about very important spiritual principles. So of course, accountability, like awareness of yourself and your actions and the role you play in your own relationships. But I think the most important part is really going to the root of it because if you understand why, then it just makes everything like you just get a different perspective. When you see everything, you see why. So I think that's the the meat of it when it comes to the relationship dynamic between black men and women. Yeah, I'm, and why we need to do better. I'm gonna be honest that you talked about two really big points, but those are like probably two of the hardest points. Just as like human, just to address is accountability yeah. and self awareness. Um, I know some people that aren't self-aware just because they've never really been taught self-awareness. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I became self-aware like two years ago. <laughs> no, I, actually. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. What was the moment where you just like kind of seen everything in full scope and you're like, okay, this is literally my life. This is why I'm here right now where I am. This is why I don't have these things that I really want and I know I could have right now. First of all, the last thing you just said was like a topic I have to talk about. But to answer your question, I want to say it was it was definitely my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly when. I want to say it was probably going into that summer between freshman and sophomore year. Or if, if I'm wrong, it, yeah, if I'm wrong, it was my sophomore year. But I think it was that summer from my freshman and sophomore year because growing up, I grew up in like an extremely suburban area. So. Mm -hmm. My school was a PWI. Ooh, like I had, okay. five, I had like five black kids in my graduating class. Uh, a neighborhood where the only black that's family, another big dynamic. Like like your environment, exactly. Yeah. So, growing up, there was just a lot of things that like happened. But I think I kind of went on just like airplane mode, mm -hmm. or just like not autopilot. Yeah, autopilot mm -hmm. because I didn't really want to experience a lot of the things or like the trauma. But mm. I just kind of just went through it. But then coming to college, like. Keep it a book. I've never I've seen black people obviously I've been around. Yeah, like, I never saw this many black people in my life. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that's this actually go. funny because that's my experience with yeah, high school. Yeah, I went to a Catholic school in my life. Yeah, same. All girls Catholic high school. So it was just like only black girl in the class half the time, like having to coexist yet, exactly. like, you know, still be who you are, but just coexist with them. And it's not the same that you are with your with black people. Exactly. You have it's, to, yeah. It's, it's exactly. code switching. It's just like, yeah. you're not changing who you are, but you kind of have to And adjust. it's subconscious as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just like instinctual because you have to do it growing up as exactly. a black person in these yeah. spaces in order to just survive. Mm -hmm. So I think mine was growing up in this space. That was just my, like my mindset. When I come to college, I don't have to do that all the time. Mm. So I think, and then just me being around people like me, I just became more like, I don't want to say it was a great awakening, but it kind of yeah. was. It was like, oh shoot, okay, I'm kind of more aware of my surroundings yeah. and, and just aware of life in general. Um, so I think that was personally mine. When you said like, oh yeah, I said during years. quarantine especially because I had a. So I'm a biomed science major, so <laughs> I had to be an autopilot the second I took it down because <laughs> I had 7:30 chem classes, labs at eight o'clock uh, at night. Like I had to make time for social life, and then that's where I was really getting most of my experience from. Mm -hmm. But then it was like during quarantine, I literally had to slow down and self-reflect. And I read a lot. I read a lot because okay. I in my childhood I would read a lot. And I don't know what happened. You know, during adolescence, we think books aren't fun anymore, and we just want to do whatever. But yeah. like. Reading helped me really just seek within. Mm -hmm. And then I came across this book because I read her book yesterday, I Cried, which is a great book, by the way. <laughs> Somebody should do a podcast on that book because it really kind of helps you reflect on the role that you play 
in your own cycles and why you're not even recognizing their cycles because they happen in different circumstances in your life in different stages so i think once we were in quarantine and i really had to sit down with myself and then all the things that i had been dealing with when i was in autopilot still like i finally like it soaked in and i'm like oh damn like yeah. i've been through a lot yeah, and, like, yeah. like, and then i'm like wait it's not just me is the reason why i'm going through all this i'm looking at my parents and i'm like yo they was through that in their own way right. and then now i'm dealing with the aftermath of that in my own way in my own experiences so it's really the layers no, to it's it. just it's it's really layered but um quick pause if anyone has not had their great awakening um please stop watching this you should probably go try to have yours i don't know if you could just you could just, you know, you do it like that, but you need that. to have one because um, it's honestly the greatest thing that's happened in my life probably because I'm just so aware of life and I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of everything, but I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of how what I do can be perceived and how what mm -hmm. I do can hurt other people and how it affects mm -hmm. other people. Um, I'm aware of my spaces a lot more. You're more intentional exactly. with how you act. I don't just yeah. do things anymore because now I'm thinking about mm -hmm. what I'm doing instead of just doing. I think a lot of people, especially in our age, especially guys, we just we just do. We don't. That's be one of the main things, men. Y'all do, but are y'all being? Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, point. I remember doing that point. and being. That's where the spiritual aspect of it comes in because the spirit is to be. Mm -hmm. That's just existing eternally, and it doesn't stop no matter what the circumstances are. So that's right. what that sense of self is like. Once you know your core being and know who you are, anything can happen in your life, and you are in a stable place from within and that's right. how you conquer whatever is going on and that's how you strive and that's how you like prosper so and i think i think a lot of black men in particular we're not we're not aware and we're just doing we're not being and the mm -hmm. reason i say that is because we're we're kind of a mon we're a monolith but we're not so what i mean by that is society sees us as a monolith so as far as they're concerned we are but if you really know us we're not but the reason that is is because we're not thinking we're just doing so because we see successful black man or successful whatever you want to deem as successful um or powerful living this type of way in order to get respect in order to get obtain whatever you're trying to get we just try to model that instead mm -hmm. of actually being self-aware of yourself doing your passion being who you want to be living out your truth you just go and do everything else i was i was actually reading this other book mm -hmm. um, on the train last night i forget the name of the book but it's something to do with uh understanding young black men and like the educational system mm -hmm. and it was talking about this man and he had a son and his son was like straight a student great athlete never had problems in school was always a leader stuff like that once he got into 10th grade he started having a lot of more problems and they were like what's going on why do you yeah. have these problems and they found out that a lot of his friends started dropping out of school they didn't take education so serious um he was really the only black male in that space so he felt that there was like a conflict within himself mm -hmm. like okay what am i going to do am i going to be is he gonna take? exactly yeah. so he was kind of fighting within himself because he didn't know what to do he saw his friends doing something and i don't know about um you know black women but i know mm -hmm. black men there's an internal fight especially when you go up in the suburbs because you have to figure out who you're going to be because mm -hmm. if you choose the and you're typecasted as either way exactly. so like so you it's really like, do have to choose a pattern. yeah like you have to choose a pattern. Yeah. Like we're like 15 16 choosing these paths like that's a lot on a kid mm -hmm. so when you're going through all that it, it's overwhelming and then we act out in different ways but that has a lot of lasting effects because if you choose that intellectual route if you choose to be like you know smart or take school seriously mm -hmm. you look at as you know define the race or the like, oh nah he's not really black or he's a cornball he's an uncle Tom, mm -hmm. whatever it's like not nah, really i'm still black it's just i'm taking my education seriously mm -hmm. but then another side if you take the route where it's like 
you don't really care about school, you emotionally turn off, things like that, you're accepted within the community, but then you're putting your future at a deficit. That's true. But I still find a lot of men who do take that intellectual route, do, you know, take education seriously, that emotional side is still turned off. They're still in autopilot mm. and they're still just focusing on work. And that's mm. what um, makes that conflict with yeah. the dynamic between men and women. So that's another one. Yeah, so. that, that, that is true. So it, it seems like the biggest thing is that we have to turn on emotionally. Or just yeah, and be... get in touch with ourselves. And getting emotional with yourself and feeling those emotions and sitting with them, that's how you're able to do it with someone else. You can't even do it on your own. You can't even regulate your own emotions, which is another big thing. How are you going to do it with a partner, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've never, I've never had this actual discussion. I've had it with my brother, but, mm -hmm. you know, I love you, bro. Actually, happy birthday. But, oh, is birthday yeah, yeah, it's his happy birthday. birthday. Um, but, you know, he doesn't really count because, like, we have very similar thoughts. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of just, like, agreeing with each yeah. other. But um, but it's kind of crazy, sis, because it's just, it is hard. It's really hard for black men to do this because, mm -hmm. well, just black people in general, but especially black men because it's very traumatic growing yes. up. Yes. So I, I'm pretty sure you put it in here. But yeah. Okay, so in the book, it talks about the inherent nature of men and women. So as humans, we have those both parts. We have masculine energy, we have feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Of course, you would carry more uh, masculine energy. I would carry more feminine energy. Mm -hmm. The masculine energy, it directs movement, action, control, aggression. You know, but it's in a sense where it's like a man is a leader. A man is someone that takes care of the community. Mm -hmm. But then there's a woman right beside him that is intuitive. She's internal. She is emotional. She supports, you know, she nurtures. So it's like the men and women are dynamics of course broken but with men we have y'all have to turn off that emotional side back from slavery times and yeah. if you really want to get into uh, it yeah, like, I mean, we, we can get into yeah let's, about, let's get, get into that about. so of course we were stripped black men i'm saying we because we're we're interchangeable here yeah. yeah so black men were stripped of that ability to control to drive to govern choice like being subservient to another man it really breaks y'all spirit because that's y'all inherent nature so it's like, I know she talks about the ancestral memory that we all have as Black people. Like what was subjected onto us is something that we still feel today and is carried out in different circumstances. Like every man in my family has felt, every Black man in my family, they all Black, but they have all <laughs> felt broken. They felt, you know, controlled by the system or if not by someone they were around. Like as a Black man, y'all experiences are very dramatic. Like I'm sure you could think of your own. Oh, and you were considered to be in a privileged environment, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you can't escape it no matter what. So yeah. that plays out in your individual relationships anyway. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny you, you say that because you always hear it from the other side and the other side being like other races. Mm -hmm. um, like slavery was so long ago. It was four mm -hmm. years ago. You forget about it. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have any lasting effects today. But you bring up a great point. How it's subconscious. Like it's an ancestral. So it's like it's in us mm -hmm. either if, even if you don't want it. Um, if you don't think about it, it's it's not a conscious And the system is still making. carrying all of this out. Oh. So, like, it, it's carrying it out anyway. So we're still feeling those impacts exactly. today. I was just watching a documentary about redlining and I think Milwaukee somewhere. And it's like, this was how many years ago? And this is still playing out. So it's like, you can't, it's like we can't escape it. But it's, I think this book kind of helps bring like a, a solution to not thinking that there has to be uh, something you can do. It's just going to going within mm -hmm. and realizing that you have power we have power that exists within us like exactly. we come from kings and queens so Absolutely. we're able to get through this but we have to heal internally to really like you know so mm -hmm. and then again 
premature relationships we get into, that kind of just it's the train wreck when it happened. It, it just it, it delays everything because like, all right, we're so close, we're almost there. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, God, his relationships, unhealed trauma, hurting people. Mm-hmm. Now they have her trauma. Now they're just now they're just, doing it to the next person they meet. Exactly, and it's, and it's just it, it's a whole. We're cycle not in harmony at all. At all, and I think we can definitely get there. But the biggest thing, like you're saying, is that we have to get that emotional side. But it's mm-hmm. just, if I'm just being honest, like I would say, I'm pretty emotionally aware mm-hmm. and just like pretty emotionally um, healthy, but. A lot of black men, it's just not seen that way because for whatever reason, I think this has to do systemically. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure. I haven't done a lot of research, but I, I think that they kind of, society did this in a way and they purposely made it seem like emotional support or just being there emotionally or just mm-hmm. being, you know, involved or in tune with your emotions is seen as feminine. And the mm-hmm. biggest thing that black men want is respect. And I think that yeah. has to be back to the fact that we had no respect. No, no, no. Like we were literally... Like a man could just tell us to do whatever we had mm-hmm. to do or else we're gonna die. We couldn't protect our family, we couldn't protect our children, we couldn't protect anything. So us not having that respect, us not being viewed as men mm-hmm. kills us. We want that more and than it anything kills your else. Spirit. You can still do and still, you know, do what you gotta do to survive, but on the inside, like you're not living out your true potential exactly. and what you're destined to do. So, so that also like, goes along with it, living to your full potential and then expecting an actual partnership that would last. Like it's just not it's just not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. I don't. What What would you say is the most practical way to kind of address this, and like what black men should do? I would. I can only speak of what worked for me, mm-hmm. and I would say it was deeply thinking. So mm-hmm. I don't know the last time anyone really sat down and thought about like, am I content with where I am right now? in every single aspect of my life Mm -hmm. and if there is a no anywhere then you have to look into why that is yeah like are you not happy with the career path that you've chosen are you not happy with the relationship dynamics that you're in right now are you not happy with the relationship you have with your family Mm -hmm. are you you know what are you dealing with internally so i think the first step is knowing what the hell is wrong. Yeah. So it's, some, I think there just Absolutely. has to be something that happened where it makes you really sit down and think. But I think a lot of us, we're in not only the rat race, but we're just in that, like, especially we're in that stage in our lives where we're just trying to, like, get it done. Just we're just trying to, do yeah, we're trying to get to our success. But we have to think about, it, like, at some point, we're going to have to slow down and think about, like, what we really want yeah. and what we wanted to do. And if we carried that out. And, yeah, so. So would, would you say it has to be, like, a, not a traumatic event, but it's just like a something that wakes you up. Something that wakes you up. It has to be. It has to be something that I know for me. Like I just, I'm an overthinker anyway. So <laughs> I always, I'm always in my head. I'm always wondering something. I'm always thinking back to my past and different situations I've been in. And I feel like I'm very critical of myself. So like I already know in the ways that I like mess up. But then I'm seeing like a pattern. I think knowing your patterns, and that goes from you know I started journaling, and then okay. you know after Ooh, a year. Yeah, so after a year, I read my journal, and I'm sensing different patterns within myself. I'm sensing the way I'm looking at things, sensing the way I, like, feel about certain things and how I'm expressing whatever. Then I'm looking at the times where I knew I was going through something, and I didn't even pick up the journal. Like, I'm like, I knew I was going through something. Like, why is there no entries? But it's like, you know, I'm looking, I'm just, what is it called? Introspection. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough people do I'm that. Sure, I'm sure on that. Now, I, if I can show you, mm-hmm. I don't have my, I can't use my phone, yeah. but I literally looked it up. And I was watching YouTube videos last night about introspection. I absolutely love it. Yeah, if you can learn about yourself, then you can understand how to carry out relationships with other people. 
because it all goes back to self-love as well. Because mm. how are you gonna ever ah, receive and receive love if you don't have it within yourself? So that is that's a really big point that I feel that how you get there, I I can't say exactly. You'll know when it's like you'll know what something's gonna give when Absolutely. you're like I, something has to change and I have to, you know, you have to really think. You have to and it's hard. I think the main thing is no one wants to really sit in those that's feelings hard. and go through them. You have to grow through them. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes now, growing through things, mm-hmm. because you're really going to have to sit down and sometimes feel it. Yeah. Like you can't just suppress it and think, you know, it's okay, I'll keep going. Because it's going to hit you at some point. Yeah, and that thing, when it hits you, it feels like a truck, I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But the thing is, I mean, you're bringing up great points. Uh, the whole self-love thing is probably the biggest point that we can give black men. It's just like, like you got to love yourself, bro. Like, we're just hard on ourselves, one, because we're men, but two, because we're black men, there's just a stigma and there's a perception that we have to upkeep. And if mm-hmm. you don't upkeep that, we kind of beat ourselves down. If society doesn't already beat you down, you're beating yourself up too. So it's like, it's it's okay to mess up. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to you know not do anything about it. And I think the thing is we have to, these are tough discussions. Yeah. These are tough things that you have to do, but we have to figure it out now because if we don't figure it out now, we're just gonna keep having generations that to keep having the same problems. The biggest thing that I feel that has helped me is that I don't want my family to go through the things that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. So the future generations that I'm gonna be responsible for, if I can deal with these things now, if now, I can figure out how to, yeah. you know. Not when you're 30, yeah, you're 32, no. like damn, well, I'm not married yet. Yeah, like, oh. Think about it now and work toward that exactly. because then everything's gonna fall into place. Exactly. But I was reading this um, psychology article and it was saying how the like men naturally, when y'all are stressed, you um you get into fight or flight and you release adrenaline. So it's like y'all constrict, y'all get very like isolated, you wanna just move, you wanna like, you don't really wanna think about it. Whereas women, we release oxytocin when we're stressed. Which I'm like, that makes sense because every time we're going through something, we wanna call our girlfriends, we wanna call What is what's oxytocin? Oxytocin is a hormone that's released and it's kinda like associated with like when you hug somebody, you release uh-huh. oxytocin. Right. It's like a comforting um, it's like a receptor for comfort. Hmm. So okay. when you're hugging someone or when you're stressed, women, we release oxytocin. We want to get close to each other. We want to nurture each other. We want to be there for each other. We want to express how we feel. Like as women, we're just naturally very intuitive and emotional. So we want to feel our feelings when we're hurt. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes that masculine energy will make you want to go into autopilot. We don't, we don't. <laughs> you want me to feel what? Yeah, nah. exactly. You're nah. supposed to feel it and go through it. So again, that goes against your nature as a man as well. So. It's just really about finding that balance within yourself. What works for you? I mean, if you're content with being emotionally shut off, like, okay, that's great. Uh, but... No, 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 we can't <laughs> but do it. But if it doesn't work do for you, that's I why think... I think it just goes to who you are as well. Do you think being emotionally shut off is like, like you can just naturally be that? Or do you think that that's a product of trauma? I think it's a product of trauma. Like yeah. I'm taking a lifespan psych class right now and they talk about the psychosocial model. Okay. So it's like the social experiences that you went through and this goes right along with racism and their environment and everyone, every black person has been subjected to some type of systemic or just overt racism. So mm-hmm. just that along with, you know, experiencing all that other stuff I just lost my chance, it's okay. It's okay. It, it happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. damn, I had it too. Um, if you get it back, I can say something. Yeah, yeah. What did you say? Um, well, I was just—I honestly forgot what I said before. <laughs> yeah. But just to go on that, um, when you're talking about just the traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. it's just—it's hard. And I, I keep saying it's hard because, like, it's—it's it's just it hard. Is. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's just—it's just a very difficult thing to do. But when you're going through traumatic events, 
do you think it's difficult for somebody who has a support group versus someone who doesn't mm. have a support group? You need a support group. Everything, like, life is about community. Like, mm. another thing that she talks about in the spirit of a man is that naturally as a culture, we come, like, we're banded together yeah. because we've experienced so much. Like, we have, like, we're the culture. Like, not, obviously, not like, <laughs> we connect on a certain level because we've all experienced this. We're all sharing the same bloodline. Mm -hmm. So if we're all, yeah, we're all experiencing the same trauma. So it's getting played out in different circumstances in our lives. Damn, I must have been <laughs> Well, I'm, actually, I'm glad you said that, though, okay. real, real quick, mm -hmm. um, because that the fact that you said that made me come to, like, a resolution or, like, a a set point on why I always felt this way. Um, so, like, if one, anyone that knows me knows I love black women. I married a black woman. It's not really up for discussion for me. But people have always asked me, like, why? Mm -hmm. I think the reason you just said was the exactly why. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, like, we're just connected in a way. And I always, I always said it, but I didn't know how to like really put it into words. Mm -hmm. I'm connected to a black woman, even if I've never necessarily met her. Exactly. On a different way than any other ethnicity, any other race of woman, just because we're just simply black. Because mm -hmm. black people all go through very similar events. And actually, I'm going to go on a small tangent here, because it's pretty big for me. And the one thing was just like, like music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. like, I love music, but it's just like, even if you know me like i grew up in like a pretty suburban area mm -hmm. versus somebody that grew up in like a lot of um like they like grew up with like a lot of black people yeah like, i didn't have a lot but i did have my family things like that so like bet mm -hmm. we all watch the same yeah. BET movies regardless we all know about so that. it's just like mm -hmm. bet um the old music the old r&b's 90 r&b yeah. 2000 r&b's fantasia when i see you everybody knows that song so it's just like those are just mm -hmm. small examples of just how like even though we didn't grow up in the same environment, we didn't grow up in the same neighborhood, the same state, the same side of the country even, we all have very shared experiences because mm -hmm. we're the culture, we're oneness. So it's just like that oneness and that just feeling of just like connectability, mm -hmm. that's that that's a deal breaker for me. And not to say, you know, if you did outside your race, there's a problem with it. If that works for you, that works for you. But for me, that's something that's just like, it's not up for discussion. If, you know, if I have a say so, which I do believe I have a say so, mm -hmm. if the good Lord has other wills, you know, we're going to have to talk about that. But but I'm rooting for everybody. Black. Exactly. Yes. yes. I'm, okay. I, I'm always rooting for everybody black. And that's just kind of you just the, you saying that kind of really helped me find the real um, proper way to explain. Mm -hmm. it. Well, yeah. So um, this is kind of a, a, a tough topic. OK. All to, right. To talk Lay it on me. Um, but I'm really big on on colorism. Because I feel like it's yes. a really big problem. Okay, and I'm glad you read that quote actually yeah. from the from the colonial time slave owner. His name yeah. is Willie yeah. Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch. Yeah, that's um, probably where the name Lynching comes from. Honestly, I, I can't fact check that right now, not, but I'm sure it is. Wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. Um, so, like you said, Willie Lynch, he was a European slave owner of the Caribbean. Wrote the necessary steps to ensure the mental, emotional, physical enslavement of African people is to create this dissension between the younger and the older slave, the light skin and the dark slave, those who work in the house versus in the field, those with straight hair and those with coarse kinky hair, um, those from the north and those from the south. And then the question I was going to ask is, do you think this has a correlation to colorism? I believe so, because just like I was saying, that in ancestral memory that we have, that gets played at out yeah, in generations as absolutely. well but the thing is it's all a systemic ploy to get us to disconnect from that, each that's other that's what i'm saying <sighs> i wish we would just change our perception on that because right. that was inflicted onto those people like we have a mixed race because women were being greeted yeah. by slave owners and that goes back to black men having to watch their own women be raped and have families with other men so mm -hmm. 
we were forced to not even keep our emotional connection to each other because it was just filled with too much pain, trauma, and it was literally like forbidden to even right. have an education, have a mind of your own, have an emotional connection. So it's like we were cut off from that for so long. So doesn't it make sense that we're like that today, even though we've evolved so much as a nation, as a people and everything, but mm -hmm. it doesn't change what the roots of all of our issues are. Exactly. Like you would think, but it kind of goes back to like the main thing we're talking about. If you're not self-aware, you're not thinking about this. Exactly. Things. So it's just like you see problems, but you don't understand. You're not going to question why the problem exactly. is. Exactly. And the problems problem. are reflection. The problems we see and feel are just a reflection of us. Absolutely. We are our own main character. Every issue I have is what I see. That's my perception of an issue. So if you're looking out and you see issues, you have to go within. You mm -hmm. can't just blame everybody, blame the system, blame this. Like, of course, that that's the reason why we're here. Mm -hmm. But it's like in order to progress. We have to take that on. It's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. It's one of my favorite quotes Ooh. that my best friend always would tell me, like, when we I talk like about that, generational like trauma, it's not our fault, but it's our responsibility. Absolutely. So, and with responsibility comes power. So mm -hmm. once we take on that load and we understand what we're going through, then we have the power to change everything around exactly. us. Exactly. It's really that simple, but it's just not easy. Yeah. And it takes a long time. Like every time I thought I was healed and I, you know, I'm good. I'm wait, like, wait, I'm triggered all over again. It's like, wait are you good girl <laughs> it's like you know what okay the fact that you said that literally brought me to like last week i'm not gonna lie um i have a close friend i used to confide in mm -hmm. she's like low-key my therapist at this point mm -hmm. and i was shout talking I was, yeah no nah, shout out there um i was talking to her about some things and i was like oh shoot yeah i got i got some bags I got, I got some things i really got to deal with and it was um it was closed offness i'm just mm -hmm. like a really closed off person mm -hmm. everybody kind of knows the same basic information about me and it's just like i really don't go deeper than that she was like mm. yeah like that's a problem and then like we kind of uh went to death about like where it came from and mm -hmm. what, like might be like the possible triggers and stuff like that yeah and two weeks ago, i was like yeah i'm good i'm cool i'm good like i don't got no problems i'm cute i'm good i'm blah 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 mm -hmm. so i talking to her she's like yeah nah you're not uh you're not there damn you're not there, yet, you're not there yet, pal. but it's it's okay and that's why it's good to have a support system too Absolutely. they point that out to you yeah. as well a lot of people who I realize, like I even did this in my adolescence, like just isolating myself because I'm afraid for others to see those issues. And it's just like, you can't do that either because you're going to stay in your comfort zone and never grow and never progress. You can't So, grow. you know, another thing, if we really want to talk about that, um, mm -hmm. I, a lot of black men get into autopilot and they isolate themselves. Like, I know a lot of guys that have their friends, they got their bros, but like, do y'all really talk about No, things? no, we, we don't want to talk about like, see, that's like, what I how, mean. Whoa, 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 okay. I was like, I got her back. I got her back here. You got to talk to your girlfriends, so, right? So, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's just like, one, we go through a lot. But two, it stems back to like how we feel like we'll be perceived. Because mm -hmm. men go through a lot. Hey, guys. So, unfortunately, some of the audio was lost due to technical difficulties. However, I was able to salvage some of the bits of audio that were still left. So, we're just going to pick up there. And I hope you guys enjoy. People that are aware, but it's like, are you practicing ways to get out of that? Because yeah. it's easy to fall right back into it. It's not even easy. That's just default. Like you're gonna fall back into old patterns if you're not actively working toward it. So it's like it's really a job. It, no, it, no, it it really is. No, I'm so glad you said it because I like I talked to my mom about stuff. Like I'm really close mm -hmm. to my mom, and I was talking like all the things I do, and like one of the things I always talk about is just like trying to become a better man. It's mm -hmm. like growing. Like I always say, but I say it like. I'm listening to like my job, mm -hmm. like with school, like yeah. my podcast. Like I'll listen with things like I'm doing, 
But like, I'm glad you said it because like, it really is like a full time job. job. Like, it's... my dad says we have to look at everything like a job, and of course, it's like, bro, that why do we want to look at everything as a job? Nah. But the thing is, what does a job do? It gives us security, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if we're, you know, all my entrepreneurs out there, you know, of course, a job is a job. It's employment right. or it's working, but it's like you have to show up to work every day to get that check so you can make your life and do all that. You have to put in the work if you really want to get to that place emotionally and to reap those benefits and to maintain that. You can't just show up one day and not show up the next day. You got to show up. Mm. You got to put in the work. So that, that, you that really do got to look at everything like a job. Yeah. That's. I think that that's also the biggest thing, like consistency. Mm-hmm. I know I personally struggled a little bit with it. It's just like. I struggle a lot with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard being yeah. consistent because you're. it's not just being consistent like a a regular thing this is something that's hard yeah so like to be consistent at doing something that is hard to do is kind of contrary to how we usually are exactly like and then while you're doing many other things exactly like it's just again there's a lot of things conflicting on each other but if you meet this resistance it's probably a good resistance like she said like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a perfect example by the way um, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, like, that, that, that was really good. I don't know. Hey, is that yours? Did, did you I just thought about it, and I'm that? sure that's a something a lot of people use. Like, you've got to get stronger to get better. So, Absolutely. and that shit hurts. Like, I just started working out consistently. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're okay. Okay. Oh, I'm at the gym okay. by the way. Okay. No, I'm seeing you. I'll okay. be in there. Okay. But what I'm realizing, like, okay, you can put in the work to get this body and do what you got to do, getting a better, you know get better physical health, you know, working on my heart rate, all that. Mm-hmm. But you have to maintain that. Like, if you're naturally maintain. not athletic or you don't have those capabilities and you can't maintain a certain physique, you have to put in the work. Like, you have to look at... I, I just try to look at everything in a certain way. Okay. And not trying to say, like, I'm narrow-minded, but, mm-hmm. like, I understand myself so much more where it's like, I know what I got to do to get what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, get what I got to get, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah. you have to learn yourself, so... You have to understand who you are because if you don't know who you are you're gonna have triggers you're gonna mm-hmm. have things that set off and it's like, oh, why know where you come, come from too oh what do you mean by that looking into the generations Ooh. before you i mean it really is a think of any issue you have now can you reflect it back to your parents or your upbringing and of course it goes back to just your social experiences that all comes down to like you know, your environment is yeah. a product of your parents. Yeah. Like they, yeah. you know, before you were your own self, you were your parents' child. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like That's true. you were living off of their terms and their. And and I'm glad you said because I've been trying to do a big thing with giving people grace because mm-hmm. um, I'm really big on like I say this all the time. You don't know. You really don't know someone. You just know who they show you. Exactly. You don't know. You only know what they tell you. You only know what they show you. You only know the you that they want you to see. Exactly. So. You, I don't like to judge people because I don't I don't know you. I only know the you that you show me. So I only know the information that you give me. So I can judge like, okay, well, why did you do that? That was stupid. Well, if I gave you a lot of context as to why they do what they did, it's going to make sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I don't think people just do things just to do things. Mm-hmm. There's, a, just, there's like a list of reasons as to what led them to come to yeah. this point. So it's like, okay, yeah, you might not have done something I like, but it's like, understanding where you come looking from at the why yeah looking always looking at, the, at why. the why and it goes to the root cause of things you Absolutely. realize anything that you find an issue with or have a conflict with someone there's a root to that always and a it's root. a root that leads back to them as a person you know where they came from and mm-hmm. the way you're perceiving it is you as a person how maybe something triggered you that you experienced in the past mm-hmm. like it's a there's just layers to it <laughs> no nah, there's just I think one of the biggest things that you can take away from this conversation is there's just layers. Mm-hmm. There's layers to everything, um, but you have to break through those layers one by one. And you know, if you if you come up against a lot of them, use your community. 
don't just try to do it by yourself you know open up mm -hmm. to people talk to people because i'll be asking you from personal experience isolation is not going to help it's, it's not, not. It's, it's not going to work. You can think you can handle it all by yourself. Like, oh, no, nah, God, I'm cool. No, they're going to kick your butt every single time. And you're going to lose. Um, but it's okay. It's okay to be open. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have those tough conversations. As long as you have a support group that is really there for you. Again, if you don't have the people that really need to be in your corner, get a different corner. Find someone. Mm -hmm. Find your mother. If Even if it's one person for the time being, just at least have one person that you, feel, that you really feel like you can confide, confide into and you know just take it take it one by one you'll get there mm -hmm. but it's a journey i think that's one of the biggest things to understand and take away that it's a journey it's not going to happen one day it's not going to happen you know a week it's not going to happen over a month like she said with the gym it's it's progression it's going to take some time to get the results you want but if you put the time in you will eventually get there and i feel that if we do put this time in and if we do really work on it we will see so many more healthy relationships in the black community mm -hmm. And you know we'll just be thriving. Honestly, we're just gonna be thriving. We're gonna be balling. Yeah. Um, and we'll be in a lot, a much better place. But it's gonna take a lot of work for us to get there. And um, I think that's just one of the biggest takeaways, and just the biggest takeaway of this episode is just, just keep going. Don't stop. It's gonna be hard, but that's okay. Just keep going, and eventually we'll get there. So those are just my closing remarks. Um, if you have any, you can share some, and you know we're gonna wrap it up. Okay, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from this conversation is really the process of it all. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're progressing and you want to get somewhere, you really have to look in the past. So I think that's one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten from this book as well, is just really looking toward the past and understanding why certain things happen. Yeah. And once you understand why, it just gives you a better idea of where you're trying to go and just... I, I like this quote, pain is a lack of understanding. Because mm. when you don't really, when something doesn't really resonate with you as to why it's happening, it's confusion. And it's yeah. like, it's a big impact on you. But then when you, when you kind of, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't validate it happening, mm -hmm. but it at least gives you context. Just like you said, with judging someone like, okay, you know, this happened because of this. Like mm. I can move forward because I understand now and it's not holding me back. Just the idea of knowing it's Absolutely. happening to me. Like I'm understanding it. So therefore I can do what I got to do to keep going. So mm -hmm. I think that's what it teaches. And we just have to get that sense of self. If you're not a spiritual person, if you're not a religious person. If you're just a person and you're trying to reconnect with who you are and change what's around you, if you don't feel content with that, mm -hmm. then start with self. Absolutely. It's a good starting point. You can start there. Um, and just, just go on your journey. It's okay. You might mess up. You might fail. As long as you keep going, that is the most important thing. So I thank you guys for listening and tuning in for another episode. I thank my guest Asia for coming on here and spitting a lot of facts and a lot of bars. Give me a lot of quotes. Hope you guys have taken notes. She gave you a lot of quotes. Put them on t-shirts, put them on, you know, whatever you got to do. Um, put them on flashcards, whatever, just to help you get through the day. Um, but again, thank you guys. You guys are the reason I do what I do. And thank you for the continued love and support. Until next time, I will see you. But until we see you again, be safe, be blessed.